God bless you, and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me again today. Monday, September 6th, is the American Observation of Labor Day. According to the United States Department of Labor, Labor Day honors and recognizes the American labor movement and the works and contribution of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. So my question for this episode is, what are you laboring for? What will be the development and achievement of your labor? There are many different aspects of labor discussed in Scripture. To recognize the purpose and benefits of our efforts gives us hope that our labor and our life will not be in vain. And oddly, labor and rest are closely tied together. So there's much to discuss. Give a listen. There's a famous line from the cartoon Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. The dwarves with pick and shovel are marching out the door of their home to go off to the mines to dig, 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 dig. Oh, that more of us would have such a joyous attitude as we left for work on Monday morning. Or any morning, for that matter. What is our attitude towards our labor? Why do we labor and for what? Today's poem asks that question, For what do you labor? For what do you strive? What do you do so you can thrive? What do you do to stay alive? For what do you labor? How many hours a day? How long are you willing to stay? How much do you give for your pay? For what do you labor? You plant and you sow, a harvest you're hoping to grow, much effort you're willing to bestow, for what do you labor? Do you work alone or partner with he upon the throne, bowing down to the chief cornerstone? With whom do you labor? Today's poem asks you a lot of questions. I do so to make you think. Where are you in this subject of labor? Oops. I just ask another question. No matter if you have a job or not, life is work. Labor is not bad. If we don't labor, we won't eat much. If we don't labor, according to Ecclesiastes, we won't even sleep very well. Ecclesiastes 5.12 The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. In the third verse of the book, he asked this question, What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? Solomon speaks about the challenges a person faces considering the effort we put into our work. More than once, he gives this conclusion, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor, it is the gift of God. Though at times Solomon concluded that working was vanity and vexation of the soul, there is a gift from God that we are to enjoy the good or the fruit of our labor. The workman is worthy of his hire. Do your work, and you get paid. There is a definite benefit to our labor. But again, I question what are we laboring or working for? Where does our effort go? 
and for what? Working is a foundational principle of life. Adam was put into the garden with a purpose, and it wasn't to just sit around and be lazy. In Genesis 2.15, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Adam had a purpose. He was the first gardener. He had a job to do. First, let's consider our attitude towards work or laboring. In the last year and a half or so in America, because of the pandemic, many people are on unemployment and they're enjoying it way too much. Companies are having a hard time finding workers. People can stay at home and get a check from the government instead of laboring. That is definitely not God's design. But even if you are sitting at home receiving a government check, there's still much to do, much work, much labor in our lives. You have to get up in the morning and make breakfast. You have to clean the house. If you have a car, it needs maintenance. If you have a family, they need to be cared for. So employed at a job or not, life is work. The sooner we can accept that, the sooner we will be in control of our life instead of life being in control of us. And if we lose control, Jesus offers us rest. Look at Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So if the going gets rough, Jesus tells us to come to him, and he will give us rest. But then he turns around and tells us to take his yoke upon us and learn of him. To take his yoke is an invitation to work with him, and he offers us an apprenticeship. He wants us to learn of him, and furthermore, he's a great boss. He's meek and lowly in heart, and again, we will find rest to our souls. He's not a taskmaster, rude, crude, and socially unacceptable. You'll never find a better boss than Jesus. He's given us power and authority to accomplish any task he assigns us. My last question in the poem is, with whom do you labor? Who is your boss? Consider this command in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. No one likes to have a boss who looks over your shoulder and watches you every moment of the day. But the reality is Jesus is within us. He is our boss, or as it says here, he is our Lord. I find it difficult to cut corners knowing he is watching. In this verse, it tells us that the benefit of working heartily to him, we will receive the reward of the inheritance. Does your 401k give you that kind of benefit? So what are you laboring on? For every adult, there is a job to do. Many people work a nine-to-five job, as we call it. We punch a time clock. But is that the real labor of our life? What are we laboring for? Jesus gives us a warning about our labor. John six twenty-seven: Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. 
Are we only working for the here and now? Or do we recognize there is an eternal side to our life? We can receive the benefit and blessing of the work we do in this life, but there are rewards for us in heaven. Time-wise, our 9-to-5 job might seem to be the priority of our life, and in counting hours, it might consume the greatest quantity. But what of our heart priorities? Where is our heart? Is this all there is to life, blood, sweat, and tears, and then a hole in the ground? As believers, we know better. But is that where we place our energy? God spoke to Israel about the effort they were putting forth in their lives and the results they were getting. We read this in Haggai chapter 1, verse 6. Ye have sown much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages, to put it into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Unfortunately, the amount of energy put into their laboring did not bring a great harvest. Verse 9 states the reason for the problem. Because of mine house that is waste, and ye run every man into his own house. At the time, the temple was in poor condition, and the people didn't care. The temple was the place where Israel worshipped and gave sacrifice and had a relationship with God. So the bottom line was they had forsaken their relationship with God. They were running after the things of the world instead of running after God. How much labor do you put into your relationship with him? Consider the benefits of labor spoken of in Hebrews chapter 4. We pick it up in verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Here again is a connection between labor and rest. This seems to be a twist of ideas, laboring to enter into rest. This is not the labor or rest in the physical realm. This is laboring with God to obtain the promises he has offered, and in this case, it is rest. Remember that Jesus spoke about those who become yoked with him will find rest. Seems to be a theme developing. For what do you labor, and what benefit are you getting from it? All the aspects of our lives require labor, and sometimes hard labor. Sometimes it's difficult to get up in the morning. Building a career takes a lot of work. Having great friendships takes work. And what about marriage? Even our hobbies or our playtime can require a lot of work. As a wood sculptor, I have hundreds of pieces of wood in my workshop. Last year, I began to catalog much of the wood in my shop by photographing it. I haven't gotten close to cataloging all of it, and I have almost 1,500 photographs. That's a lot of work, and though I enjoy it, it's still work. What do you want in life? Whatever it is, it's going to take work. Renewing your mind takes work, if you haven't noticed. Keeping your mind in the truth is far more than a a 40-hour-a-week job. It is a 24-7, 365 responsibility. How are you doing with that job? As I have endeavored to renew my mind and walk in freedom, I came to the conclusion I needed to work harder. It is only in labor that we can come 
to the point of rest. I just looked in my files and found lists of goals dating back to 2003. I've updated my goals every several years. It's a way of moving forward and not simply spinning my wheels. I have so many different things I enjoy, but not enough time to accomplish them all, so I have to focus my time and effort. Back in 2006, I was building my furniture company. One of the lines from my business goals states, spend every available moment involved. My exhortation today is to become focused on what we're doing and where we're spending our time and energy. God promises us fruit and blessing in our lives. I want to make sure that I don't waste the resources that he's given me. For what do you labor? Both Peter and Paul used the term stir up in their writings. They wanted to stir up the saints by way of remembrance. My goal today was to stir you up to think about all that you do. We only have so much time in each day, each week, month, and year, and that makes up our lifetime. What are you doing? I recently met some American missionaries who serve in Cambodia. While on vacation in a third world country, they were confronted one morning as they sat at what they described as an opulent breakfast. They were both convicted that day by the Lord as to what they were doing with their lives. What are you doing with your life? For what do you labor? If you have any comments concerning today's episode or any episode, please join me on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. I would love to chat with you. Blessings on you.